Hey now, hey now, hey now. Welcome in. Welcome in, y'all. And guess what time it is? That's right. It is porch time. And I am your one, your only Miss McKinney. Thank you guys for joining. Thank you guys for supporting. Thank you guys for continuing to listen and for your t-shirt orders. Um, We did get those in. Those have been mailed out to you. You should be receiving them at your retrospective places this week. Thank you again for ordering them and look for some more exciting teas with porchisms um, coming soon. So they will be sayings from the porch um, that we are going to put on t-shirts and you guys will be available or be able to purchase those as well. Um, I'm getting right into it because I'm super excited. Um, This is our very first dating slash relationship 2021 episode. I thank you so very much for those of you who have signed up to do your episode. But of course, Mr. Quincy stepped up and it's no surprise that he was an absolute pro, a great interview and a a wonderful, wonderful person um, to kick off kick off our dating slash relationship uh, 2021 series. So thank you, Mr. Quincy of Talk to Q Radio. And he's going to tell you um, more about that in our episode. Please stay tuned. Hey now, hey now, hey now. Welcome in. And how are you today? I am outstanding. How are you? Wonderful. Can you hear me okay? I hear you just fine. What about you? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I certainly can. Thank you so much for joining us on the porch. So some have disclosed their name and some have not. That's completely up to you. Although I hope you do, because I do want to to give you a chance to tell everyone about what you do and where they can find you. (laughs) Oh, sure. Sure. I'll disclose my name. I mean, I haven't been canceled by now. I guess I never will be. Uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> so go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself well before you do that let me say i was just listening to your baby mama versus how did you pick mm. the other one bonus um, mama bonus mama yeah and i was thinking back to when i was going through baby mama situations because i was baby mama number two of three I'm not proud of that but that's what it was and uh <laughs> When I was going through some dramatic moments, I was around 24, so I won't share those. I'll just say Mm -hmm. that God is good and has brought me a mighty long way. That is a very interesting episode. Y'all need to definitely go and check it out. So tell us about you. And well, my name is Quincy. I'm the host of the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Mm -hmm. I am from Jackson, Mississippi, and I've been podcasting for 10 years now. I started my show back in 2011 as kind of a bucket list thing, Mm -hmm. and it grew. I had people encourage me, and, you know, so I figured maybe I'll do a few more, and those few more have turned into, what, 951 episodes, I think? Almost a thousand, yes. Congratulations. I heard that. That is excellent. Excellent. Yeah, thank you. So, but the, the, the purpose of the show was basically to expose people to conversations that you don't see mainstream. There are a lot of things that people encounter when it comes to relationships and just everyday life, and they don't know how to handle it because it's their first time coming across that scenario. So what I try to do is invite random people on, uh, present them with scenarios and questions, and let them give their perspectives 
based on their experiences. Now, I don't necessarily think anyone should take anything that we say as gold, but <laughs> listen to the perspective, respect it, and evaluate it and see what you can do with it. Right, right. I agree with that. And um, a well-diverse, well-educated panel, it seems like you always have. Um, does it take you long to pick those? I know you have them. What do you call them? You call them legends um, yeah, on your show. Uh-huh. I have my show legends. My show legends are the loyal people who have either been with me for a very long time. Uh, some of the people I, I have as legends have called in on over you know 700 shows. And, wow. and then there are others who contribute in other ways. Maybe they just um, give comments from the chat room. There's always a live chat available. Or maybe they help me promote the show. I see them marketing and sharing and spreading the word. So there are many ways to be a show legend, but I, I truly appreciate them and what they bring to the table. But as far as the selection process, I try to find a diverse group. And when I say diverse, I mean diverse in thought. I don't want a bunch of people who are going to agree with each other. Right. So I try to find people who have different perspectives on a topic, bring them together, and then we all give our points of view. And we let the people who are enjoying the show decide how they want to go. Right. And you do a very good job of kind of staying out of the middle, it seems, which is something I couldn't do. So kudos <laughs> to you for that one. <laughs> that thank takes you, a thank skill. You. That takes I try skill. to play referee at times and, and not necessarily give my opinion all of the time. Uh, sometimes I have to, or sometimes I'll have a, just an individual recording with just me that I'll do now and then when I have something to get off my chest. But for the most part, I just play referee and I let them in the ring and let them do their thing. Awesome. Awesome. Well, again, thank you for joining us. And what this episode is about, y'all, um, is dating in 2021. So I kind of, I don't have really scripted questions um, that I was going to ask, but I do know that you shared with us that, or shared with me rather that you are engaged. Yes, that is true. Okay, awesome. So when you started to date, I guess I do. So from just from that comment, I do have questions, obviously. When you started to date or have you always dated with a purpose? That's a good question. And of course, growing up in my early part of my life, and I guess I have to give you a little background. Mm -hmm. um, I've been married before mm -hmm. and I, I am early in my 20s. Yeah, my purpose was to just you know, get married. I thought that's what a guy was supposed to do, so to speak. And so I ended up getting married at 30. We were married for 10 years. It was wonderful. But unfortunately, uh, breast cancer claimed her in 2012. Oh, I'm and, so very sorry. Yeah, thank you. So, you know, great 10 years together. And um, I found myself back in the dating pool, um, you know, at the age pretty much right before, uh, about a week before my 40, 41st birthday. Mm. And so um, it took me a while, but I got back out there and I met someone, really liked her, really thought we connected and it didn't pan out. Okay. It wasn't what I thought it was. And so at that point, I kind of just dated just to have something to do. I didn't take a lot of people seriously because the dating world had changed so much during the time I was I was married and I, I wasn't ready for it. I thought I was, but I wasn't. There was so much I had to learn about 
this new way of dating, I guess, so to speak. <laughs> and so it took me a while before I actually said, you know what, maybe I will try to be a little more serious and a little more selective. Okay. So about how long did it take you to get to um, that process? And what, when you say not take them seriously, what do you mean by that? Like, you're just, you just know that this is delightful devotion. It's not going to lead to anything else. That's what you mean by just. Many, my selection process, I, I didn't put just a ton of thought into it. It was mm. basically, oh, I think she's attractive. Let me ask her out. Okay. And it really didn't matter at the time as far as character or values or anything. I just want to go out, have a good time. And so it was like that for a while. I was, I was single for about two years, which is the longest I had been single in my adult life. Because even in my 20s, when I got out of one relationship, I seemed to find myself in another one just a couple of months later. What? And so I really needed the time to myself. And I didn't realize that at the time, but I really did. And so that happened for a couple of years. And then I met this lady that um, I'm engaged to now. And I knew immediately she was different from all the others. And so at that point, I had to kind of investigate and see exactly where this could possibly lead. So the time that you took to yourself, I know some of that was probably grief. And again, very sorry for your loss. I'm very happy that you knew that love, though. And um, so that time that you took, some of that was grief. And But do you recommend that to everyone coming out of a relationship to take that time? And if so, do you have, I know there's no time frame, but is there a, like a, I, I got you moment or a feeling that lets you know that you are ready to start dating again? I, I don't think there's a set time frame. I, everything is case by case, in my opinion. I, I'm a firm believer, though, that it really depends on how you find yourself in the situation of being single. Some breakups are nastier than others. Sometimes maybe that person broke up with you instead of you breaking up with them. And all of those things play a role in maybe how quickly you can recover. But I do think that we should always be under construction. We should always work on ourselves. Even if we think the end of the previous relationship was not our fault, what could we have done differently to maybe change things? And that's one of the hardest things to do. And when I when I walked away from my my last relationship, I felt in my mind that it wasn't my fault. But when I reflected upon myself, I saw things that I could have changed, you know, that may have led to some of the changes that she experienced. Um, I, I wasn't the same guy I was prior to dating her than I was by the time I walked away. <laughs> Oh, that's interesting. So um, I'm just, I'm so nosy. I want to know more about that relationship well, because she changed you. She got you ready for the next one. What was it? What, what well, were the I, things that got you ready? I'm not going to say that she changed me. I'm not going to say put it, put it on her. What, what I mean by that is that I, whatever <laughs> I quote unquote edge that I had when I was single prior to, prior to being with her, I lost it when I got with her. And when I got with her, I wasn't assertive. I, I was very accommodating. Okay. And I think I became somewhat of a pushover in the relationship, which, you know, once you uh, lose the respect of a woman, then things are just not going to really be the same. 
And so I think I allowed myself to become more of a pushover, too accommodating. And I wasn't the guy that attracted her in, in the beginning. And so even though I feel as that she should have had a conversation with me to try to straighten things out and, and she kind of just grew distant, which, you know, ultimately, ultimately led to the breakup. Um, I had to recognize that in myself that, okay, going into this next relationship, I'm going to be me, I'm going to stay me, and I'm going to, um, I, I guess, kind of get back to that, that I hate to use the term alpha male, but hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you understand what I'm saying. Get back to my, I do, my, I do. To my take charge role to where, um, you know, I, I can be the guy that I felt like I was prior to getting into that relationship. Okay. And um, I'm a total Christian, but what's your sign? Uh, Scorpio. A Scorpio. Okay. Yeah, that usually scares everybody right there. A little bit because I was picking up a Leo vibe, but um, okay, Scorpio. So, <laughs> yes, you um, cower, I wouldn't say cowering down, but for, you know, lack of a better phrase at the top of my head right now. Um, you took, like you said, the back seat. You weren't as aggressive, which is not what Scorp Scorpios are definitely right. the leaders. And wow, okay. So what was her sign? And um, I want to say Taurus. Okay. I, I, she was born in May, late May. So I, I want to say Taurus. Okay, cool. Very cool. Um, so the new, your new love of your life. Mm-hmm. You said that she was different. It was because of what you did, um, what you learned emotionally in the last relationship, situationship that got you ready for this one. You're not putting on her, but it, it helped you do some self-work, some self-reflection that got you ready um, for the next. So it sounds like to me, some of your advice would be that when you go through these type of situations, that again, the self-reflection time um, is important, but taking away from it, but then not giving up. You said there wasn't a lot of time lapse between this um, this situation and the next. And well, as far as my, my current relationship, yeah, it was two years oh, uh, okay. before her and I actually uh, got together. So it was two years from my previous relationship. Awesome. So what advice would you give to the young well i wouldn't even say because we're a little bit i don't know how old you are i'm 43 but I i'm 49 40. i'm 49 oh okay wow i didn't know that i wouldn't have guessed that um very handsome guys you'll have to check them out uh, <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> i what advice would you give to those because <clears throat> i thought that dating in the 40s would be so much easier because we've pretty much all went through those situationships. We've gone through that. So we should have gone through a little bit of self-reflection in some type of way, you know, whether it's our kids that brought it to us or adulting or whatever, we've gone through a little bit of reflection and it was going to be much easier to get into that relationship. But I hear you say it wasn't, you know, the first time out of the gate for you. Um, what would you, what type of encouragement would you give to someone because a lot of individuals our age are just like I really don't want to be married ever again in life I just want delightful devotion for the rest of my days I don't want a wife I, so what would you say to um the male that feels that way I, I just don't think men are designed to walk around this planet alone that's just mm -hmm. not what I believe I uh, like you I thought dating in my 40s would be easy I thought that everyone would be mature and 
happy to jump into something serious and see where it went, but that's not <laughs> the case. That is not the case because some people, um, you know, are trying to make up for what they couldn't do in their thirties because maybe they were married before <laughs> or, or had kids or something of that nature. So everybody wants to live their best life now that they're in their forties and have a little freedom. But my suggestion would be is you can't, allow social media which is a huge part of some of the negative uh views that people have about relationships uh, you can't allow social media to sway you and have you thinking that every woman out here is up to something or not trustworthy or running game or whatever the situation is preach you have to look at everything <laughs> again on a case-by-case -case basis Okay, you know, there are a billion people on this planet, billions of people on this planet. Everyone is not the same, you know? And so my advice to guys is just be selective, pay attention, and don't get caught up in some of the, the dazzle, so to speak. I mean, it's so easy to get caught up with all the Instagram models and and, and people that have you thinking that this is what you should be looking for. And it's really not. I mean, all of that is fine. That's great. Um, if I could not to hopefully not offend anyone, but if, if you were to compare women to cars, um, I mean, I love Lamborghinis, <laughs> but I, I can't pay for the maintenance on one and they're great to look at, but I'm going to have a Toyota Camry. In my garage because why is that to jump? Why is that to jump? No Cadillacs. And well, I'm just giving an example. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm being funny. Just, just because you know it's it's sensible, it's sensible, it's practical, it still looks good. You know, podcast. So I just think that uh guys need to just not Alexa buy things they see. I'm so very sorry. Alexa was talking to me. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I just think guys don't need to buy into some of the things that they see. Social media is not real. It's just an extension of reality TV. Just an extension of reality TV. So you would say that you look for more of the heart of a character. It sounds like you look for more of the inside than the outside. She's, she's got to be pretty on your eyes, but you're you're encouraging people to look for something a little bit deeper. Yeah, yeah. If you're talking about being happy with your life, because in, in my opinion, the best mate for anyone is the person that doesn't require you to change much. Now, we all have to change when we enter a relationship. There has to be some sort of compromise somewhere. Right. But you want to minimize that that compromise. <laughs> and so when you have someone who it's not for you, it's going to require you to go through all these changes just to try to accommodate that person or be with that person. It's not worth it. You know, that's, that stuff wears off over time. You have to find someone who is already for you. And that way you can be yourself because as long as you're yourself, then you shouldn't have as much problem, you know, as much friction as a lot of people experience. Okay. And, and so as I do this interview, as I get back into dating, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here like stepping on my own foot and biting my lip going, don't say that, Cheryl, don't say, <laughs> don't say that, you know, he's a guest on the show. So I hear you. 
um, I'm understanding everything um, that you're saying, but I think I refer back to a Bible study that we did when we talk about being equally yoked. And um, a lot of times we feel like equally yoked means that we have the same thing in common. And that's not actually um, what it means. Will you allow me to explain the story? Go ahead. Okay, awesome. <clears throat> so equally yoked stems from a story about cattle, a cattle prod. It has two slots for two necks, you know, to ho- to house them together, to keep them together. Um, mm-hmm. It's what the shepherd puts on on the cows. I think the herd, whatever you want to say, use for this example. It's important that you match up the right one. You don't want to get one that's that's physique is perfect and it's all strong and fast and put in with someone, uh, one that's a little bit maybe heavier and, and not as fast because one could break the other one's neck. The one who is um, heavier could be, you know, too strong, even mentally, and and stop things from going, and and vice versa. So it's important to find that perfect match is what equally yoked means. So when I hear people say that they don't want to change, I cringe only because I've met some individuals where change would benefit, and I'm also one of those those individuals where I know that I'm not perfect, and a little bit of change is needed. However, I'm not going to make that change for just any old individual. And it sounds like you pretty much um, feel the same way. Yes. Well, well, what I mean by change, I mean the the core of who you are. For example, I'm, I'm a huge sports fan. Okay. I love sports. Now my significant other doesn't have to like sports, but I need someone who can respect the fact that I like sports. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as long as you don't try to change that about me, we won't have any problems. Now, I have a friend of mine who is a sports fan. His ex-girlfriend despised sports. So she did everything she could to take him away from it. And he was miserable, but he stayed with her and he stayed miserable because he had to us and things that he enjoyed in order to be with her. So when I say the person that makes you change the least amount, I'm not, because like you, I agree with you, change is, is good. But you shouldn't have to change who you are as a person in order to accommodate someone else. If you're a type of woman who is a conservative dresser, but he wants you to dress like Rihanna, you shouldn't have to change that about yourself to make a man happy. Just find a man who likes a conservative dresser so you can be you. So that's all I'm saying when I say you shouldn't have to change much. And don't be trying to counsel me through this interview. This is me on the porch, okay? Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. But I agree with you on the equally yoked thing. But when I look at that, I I think more along the lines of values, being equally yoked with the values before anything else. That sounds fabulous. So dating in the pandemic, were you dating or were you already engaged during the pandemic? Did the pandemic push you to engagement? Not push you, but you know what I mean? I'm just being um, funny. But were you already engaged before the pandemic? No, no. Just okay. got engaged back in um, in March. And so it, we were our, we, we started dating uh, about four years ago. Okay. And if anything, the pandemic delayed the engagement because in my mind, I, I felt like things would uh, kind of come around as far as us getting married uh, a year ago. But the pandemic just really changed everyone's lives. And so, if anything, it delayed it. But as far as dating during the pandemic, 
for people out there trying to do it, it it's a lot more difficult because in a way it's good because you have to communicate more via text message or instant message or FaceTime or something. So mm -hmm. it allows you to talk to the person face to face, probably a lot more as opposed to maybe going out to a restaurant and having the distractions of the restaurant or having the distractions of being dressed up and you all checking each other out and things of that nature. So um, I, I think the pandemic can actually help people focus on what's important if they approached it the right way. Excellent. I like those thought processes there. So I, I must admit, I wasn't expecting this to be um, so joyful. I was expecting it to be joyful, but I wasn't expecting <laughs> to agree with so much of what you said and you leaving me in a spot where I'm speechless. That doesn't happen very often. Um, the people that listen to this will be stunned and proud of you all in the same breath. So I appreciate you there. Um, any last words about dating in 2021? Uh, the only thing I'll leave everyone with is, again, don't focus so much on social media and the things you see that kind of determine what is a good person, what is not a good person. Find someone who is right for you. And, and when I say that, that means not a project. OK, don't find someone you're going to have <laughs> to go HGTV on them and try to change them into what you want. <laughs> Find someone that is already close to, to what you are. Find someone that shares the same values as you. That's very important. And I mean, from, from this, you know, religion, if that's your thing, then, then try to find someone compatible with your religion. If you have a certain morals that you go by, then try to find someone who is morally equal to you. It is, it's a little harder than it, I'm saying it. I'm, I'm not. I know I'm making it sound like it's easy. It's a little more difficult. It takes a lot of discernment. But just please have the patience to take the time to really learn a person's character. Because if you're interested in being married, then you just can't be married to anybody. Okay. There are a lot of people who they love weddings, but they hate marriage. Okay. I, I, I've encountered some people in my life who have spent more time trying to decide which cell phone they want to buy than they have and trying to learn how to be a good spouse. Okay. So I, I just want everyone to focus on what's important and character and values will last so much longer than some of the physical attributes that we find ourselves enamored with. Excellent. Absolute excellence. Tell us where we can find you, Mr. Q. You can find me, I have a website, www.talktoq.com. That's talk, the number two, Q. And pretty much on all things social media, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you can search for talk to Q, just one word, talk, the number two, Q, and find me there. And I'd love to hear from people. Send me a message. If you have a suggestion for a show topic, I'd love to hear it. If you want to be on the show, reach out to me. I'd be glad to have, you know, people come on and give their two cents and mix it up with my show legends. Excellent. Excellent. So y'all heard it here, y'all. And I will definitely continue to share your things um, as you post them. I really enjoy it, the, the best topics ever. So thank you again for joining us on the porch and we hope it won't be the last time. I would love to come back and I would love to have you on my show someday. 
I'm already there. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys take care. As always, we keep the interest in listening coming. Thank you, Mr. Quincy, for joining us on the porch tonight. I so, so very much appreciate you guys um, for taking part in the series with me. If you're interested in giving your dating advice, relationship advice, just one time in on the porch, we'd love to have you. Um, please email us at missporch2020 at gmail.com so we can schedule your episode and get you kicked off and running off. Also, um, don't forget that these are. this is also an awesome way for you to shout out a small business or your small business in any of our episodes that we do here on the porch because we're all about support and encouragement. We thank you again all so much for listening. Be you, which is absolutely beautiful. Don't let nary individual tell you anything any different. Be strong and be blessed. Take care. <laughs>